That's how you empower the, the people around you, rather than what they think and how they feel, is though you're gonna shout at them or you're gonna come down on them or they're gonna make a mistake. And half the time, they're desperate to get it right for you, which paralyzes them from making a mistake. But now they're living in fear. Because you come in and go, well, you should have just done it anyway. And they're like, yeah, but I wanted to protect you. But they won't say that, they'll mentally think that. And because nobody's having that conversation, and when you turn around and say, the best way to protect me is to do the fucking thing. You go, okay, because that's what my intention was from not doing it. Now you're having a real conversation about what the real problem is internally, much like with a patient. Everybody follow. This is the Paul Goff audio experience. Whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist, or a physiotherapist, and wherever you are listening to this right now, this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening. It means the absolute world to me. Hello, podcast listeners. It's Cameron here, your Infusionsoft coach and editor of Cash is King. I help members of the Paul Goff community receive at least $10,000 worth of marketing ideas every single month with Paul's monthly magazine. As I speak to you, I'm currently visiting the growing US team here in Celebration, Florida, and we are busy making sure that our first mastermind event of 2020 this weekend in New Orleans, Louisiana, is a memorable one for you, your staff and your team. On this edition of the Paul Goff Audio Experience, we will be tuning in to one of the final sessions of Paul's most recent UK Mastermind event in Hartlepool last December. In the first 35 minutes of this podcast, you will hear Paul explain the importance of coaching, the vision he has for his UK Mastermind events, and the importance of a team that is aligned with your vision, as this is the quickest way for you to reach business success. If you like this podcast, why not share this episode with someone that you know might benefit from it, or leave us a review about how it has helped you and your clinic move forward. This helps us extend the reach of what Paul teaches daily and will help someone just like you. That's all I have for you today. It's time to tune in to this top-notch content with Paul live from his hometown of Hartlepool. Enjoy, and I'll see you in New Orleans this weekend. Right, so let's go let's get into the last couple of hours of the session so the idea right now is that hopefully you've got a lot of ideas a lot of thoughts a lot of things to take back let me just try and put some of it into context for you this will just be an open two hours of Q&A hour and 45 whatever we'll wrap about 4 30 so any any conversation anything that you want to talk about um, we usually finish like this before we do there's a couple of things um, We'll do our business genius before we go. We've got that. I'll make sure we do that before we finish. And just generally to try and help you understand where I'm going with this, um, with this program. I was speaking to people last night who um, were talking about why does the American business, why does the American side of us, so you watch the Facebooks, right? Two and a half years ago, this room started. The two and a half years ago in America, I started with a room this size, exactly like this, in San Diego where we did this exact same setup, and I just spoke for two days. Fast forward two and a half years, and there's 170 were in the room three weeks ago. Big stage, speakers come in, sound, you know, systems. Incredible uh, event now, if you like, that, that it is definitely over there. And people said, well, what's the problem in Britain? Like, why, why, does, why does not as many people want to take part? Is it a mindset thing in Britain? I said, to a certain degree it is. 
I reckon 20% it is. But here's the facts, right? It would be easy for me to sit here and say that America has an entrepreneurial mindset bigger than the UK, which it does, right? It, there's just no, there's no getting away from it. From somebody who's lived in both you know, countries, it just does. The American mindset is very much open to possibility. It's very much open to paying for things, coaching. If you talk about paying for coaching in England, it's Swahili. It just doesn't, it, you're just talking to people who don't get it, right? And, and trying to get past that, it, it, it's very difficult when you talk to a friend or you talk to a relative, husband, wife, mother, father, about paying for coaching. They, they think it's just this like scheme, this Ponzi thing that you're getting involved in. You go to America and you speak to somebody who is not getting coaching and they'll know that they need to because their parents did it. It was Tony Robbins, it was Zig Ziglar, it was The Secret, it was uh, How to Win Friends and you know, Influence People. They were all coaching boxes and things that they'd just done. So in America, their, their belief is in, in, the way I would explain it, they have a strong belief in what's possible. England, we're very much, what I've got's okay, and a few people fight through that. And it's very much a stoic attitude, and it's very much a, it, it kind of stems back from the, you know, certainly the war and the industrial, and you, know, you, you track it all the way back. If I listened to my granddad, it was um, just keep your head down, don't, you know, don't, don't get above yourself, go to work, work hard and do your thing, right? Just survive. And if you, if you kind of look at the mentality, it's like England wants to survive and a few, a few of us want to kind of go on and do well. America, every fucker wants to be a multimillionaire, right? That's their mindset. You get in an elevator with somebody in America and you say, oh, I run a business, it's, I want to start me on. Every single interview that you do in America, it's, what do you want to do? Well, I, I want to get a job for five years, then I want to start my own business. Everyone, no matter what position that I interview for, everyone that wants to start their own business. So there's a different outlook on life, right? So I'll give you some numbers. In America, who's that? Do you want to ask them to disappear, whoever it is? Um, thanks. In America, there's 250 million people, 10% of them are business owners. In the UK, what, 70 million people? 3% are business owners. There's the facts, the numbers, right? <coughs> so going back to my point about why this might not grow as fast as it will and does in the US, is that let's say there's 200,000 people in the US, right? 200,000 PTs in the US. Statistically, 10% of them will become business owners. That means I'm pulling from a pool of 20,000 people over there. How many PTs in Britain, physios in Britain? 20, 20,000? Just call it round numbers, not gonna be anything more than that. 3% of them are likely to start a business. What does that leave me with? Not very many, right? Not very many is the point. So you could argue that this is actually doing better than the US. As much as you might look and think, oh, there's not as many people here, and it might take longer to hit critical mass. It's not that much to do with mindset and everything to do with reach and the number of people that I can, can, can get in front of. If I run a Facebook ad in America, I can get my videos seen in a day by 2,000 people, physio business owners. That would take me a month in Britain. That's it, nothing else. I'd love to tell you it was something else and I'd love to tell you that it was anything, but that's the facts. So the reason I don't get frustrated by it is because I know the facts. It's not, that, that's, the, that's the truth, that's the data. That'll scale like crazy over there, partly because I have a good message, good marketing. Yeah, they're ready for it and they're buying it and I'm just getting in the way of what was already people buying things and they like my story better than other people's right now. 
but I can also find them very, very quickly and very, very easily. It's a little bit different in the UK, in Europe, because there's less, not just less physios, but there's less business owners. And that's critically what we're after. So Dave, we were talking, you know, Dave does his online academy. Dave can hit that 20,000 20, people very quickly. I have to rely upon 3% of them. My, my saving grace is that mine hang around a lot longer because a lot of Dave's clients potentially just want a, a quick skill and go back and do their thing and then they might revisit it in two years. So Dave's challenge is how does he keep them? My challenge is how do I get them? Because once I get them, as you'll see, people stay. Like they stay and these communities get bigger. So uh, we kind of have the same vision here for the UK as what the US is. It's just going to take me an extra year or two to, to get to that critical mass for no other reason than numbers. There's not much more I can say on it. Um, but what I do see, and this is where I'm, you know, I'm headed with it, where I do see it, I hope in the next 12 months to 18 months, we're going to be at a point where there's about 50 to 55 businesses in the group. Now, I think the best thing I can do for you is not just pass on lessons and teach and you know, show you these types of things and hopefully pull you up with me legitimately, which is why I want you to see the office and the team and hear all these things going on. It must excite the shit out of you because I know it would me and does me when I go to events. And I, I like to go to events where I can get close to the people and the team and I judge them on their team and what the guy's doing and you know, what, what, they're, what they're reaching for. Because that's kind of what I just want somebody to drag me with me rather than trying to feel like I'm doing it all on my own. So what I'm trying to create here over the next 12, 18 months and, and significantly beyond is where we get to that point where it, it gets big enough for a stage and it gets big enough for speakers coming in. But more importantly, what I want you to start to think about, and I'll commit to it if you do, We've introduced this over in the US where I'm talking a lot more now about alignment with your team. And I keep looking at the guys who come to the events month in, month out, or you know, quarter in, quarter out. Why do you keep coming on your own? Why do you, Eric, why do you keep coming on your own? Right now, I've, I've had that conversation. What do you keep coming on your own for? Because you know the biggest challenge is when you leave here that they don't want to take part. The biggest problem you've got is translating what I tell you into your language, from your language, from mine, into something that they can understand. Yet time and time and time again, and Rachel will be a testament to it, when you bring the team, they go back and they go, I love it. Don't fuck about, let me do it, right? And I, and I know full well what they do, and she'll tell you, and, I, and it happens every time, they come up to me after a day and they go, I didn't like you at first. I thought this was a load of bullshit. I was very skeptical and I didn't think I liked you. Rachel gets me to watch all these videos and I never liked you. Pretty much, yeah. In, in a nutshell, you know, I'm, I'm exaggerating 2% maybe, but um, she didn't like me. And, and this is the story, right? I'm, I'm not bothered. I, I know it. I'm not daft. I, I've got no ego. I've got nothing. I know the situation. I know that's how I'd be. I know that's how my staff would be. Why should you trust me is the, is the point I tried to get across. But I know when you sit in a room with me, things change. And then at the end of the session, she comes up and goes, loved it. Thank you. Great. Can't wait to go back. In fact, I'm pissed we're not doing this. I'm annoyed we're not doing this. I wish we were doing this. Why didn't Rachel tell me this? I'm like, she probably did. You just weren't listening. Is the truth. I'm a straight up and down. I'm the straightest guy you'll ever meet when it comes to no bullshit. Tell it as it is to staff, to you, to me, to my kids, to Natalie, to whoever it is. I think that that's probably the attraction, that there's no fluff. You put your staff in front of me, one or two things will happen. They love it and they're in. Or they'll arrive on Monday morning and go, I want out. How do you lose? 
Because you stop all the fighting, you stop all the shit, you stop all the do this, do that. The best scenario for some of you was that you bring them to this event and on Monday morning they go, I'm done. I want nothing to do with this fucking, this shit. And you go, thank you. You just saved me 18 months of trying to get you to do something that you didn't want to do. I'll find somebody who does. How could you lose? There's a mindset shift again. Give me the pain now, rather than 12 months of torture trying to get you to do something that you obviously don't want to do. So what, what we want to do, because we see it more and more, and what's fascinating about the community that we've grew, I started, you've grew it, that a lot of people are on the same journey now of hiring people, of running into people problems, running into team problems. Over there, it's comical how much they're all running into the same challenges. It's about two years ahead over there in terms of when I started it, you know, theoretically. And it's a very rare community that has grown from scratch, literally from nothing, so quickly, where many of the guys, the names that you might see in my group, your Jake Burnhams, your Santos, your Nicks, your Carries, your Christine Walkers, your whoever, all of them arrived with nothing. When I mean nothing, like literally credit cards to pay for Accelerator. Nick, Jake, Carrie, now got their own premises, seven staff, stepped back from patient care. Like what a journey they've gone on over the last three, three and a half years. And they're all on a very similar trajectory where now they're all running into the next problem being staff, right? The next problem is you've taught me how to get these staff or you've taught me to get into a position of getting patients and raising my prices and I'm making some money on my own. But the next problem I've got is staff. First problem is recruiting staff. Second problem is getting staff aligned. How do I culturally get them to love what I'm doing? How do I get my staff to be like your staff? Where they're just, they're just for you. I don't have to listen to any of that this morning. Not even, not, not bothered. I know what they're gonna say. I know what's gonna come out of their mouth. I know they're for me. I know they're for the culture. I know they're for the patients. How do you get your team to be like that? Same with these guys. How, if I could put any of them on here and leave. They're for me, they're for the business, they're for you. They're just culturally engaged in everything that we're doing. That's alignment. That's not just having people on your team on an organizational chart. That's getting them culturally aligned with the vision of your business. That is what stops most businesses. What we want to move towards in this, co in, in this company is, and this, is, this would be my vision, right, over the next, and I can see it in my head. We're all up here, right? There's 50, 60 business owners figuratively in this room. Downstairs, in that room that we were in last year, there's a partition. And in half of that room is a bunch of physios and we're teaching them some kind of clinical skills, maybe Dave's involved or whatever. Sit your ass down there and we'll teach you some clinical skills. In the other room is your front desk. Barry comes in, Vicky comes in, he's out to answer the phone. And at the same time, everyone's mixing in and out. I'm downstairs talking to your front desk. I might be in talking to your physios. I might bring Johnny in to talk to your physios. We're talking numbers, finance, money, investments, wealth, whatever you want to talk about up here. That's the way I see it evolving. But you've got to bring your team for that to happen. And I said this to them on stage in Orlando four weeks ago. I'll play if you play. That, that's, that's not the way it's supposed to be in these types of groups. It's supposed to be me and you, and you know, we sit here and we slag staff off, and we say that they're a load of shit, and we say that, and by the way, they do. What's my biggest gripe? In, he's in my group in Dan Kennedy. My biggest gripe in Dan Kennedy's group, who I pay $35,000 a year to be in, is that there is a blatant dislike of people. It's, it's everything is the staff, or don't hire staff. Oh, staff are a waste of time. Staff are this. I'm like, are there? Because I don't know many companies that grow and make it and survive without staff. And we can sit here and slag people off. Or we can embrace the fact that we need people, find good ones, keep them with us forever. Should we have that conversation? Oh, no, no, we don't want to go down that route. Most masterminds in groups like this, it's a chance for business owners to get together and fucking slag everybody off back in the office.
and it feels great at the time, but it's going to cost you a lot of money, a lot of stress, a lot of hassle over your life. I'm in favour of creating a community which involves them. Totally up to you. And I can't make you bring them, and I'm not going to force you to bring them. And some people are going to go, but it's going to cost me 100 quid in a hotel. And I'm going to go, it's going to cost you more than fucking indeed to replace them when they're not very good. Yep. That's... <coughs> There you go, yeah. In, in Orlando, they did like a breakup room with Simon and Sophie, um, and it was kind of how to get the best out of your boss. From your boss. From your boss, yeah. So Katie went in there, and like there must have been about 15, 20 yep. people in there, and she was just kind of like, a lot of the stuff she was already doing, but it just kind of reiterated why she was doing it, and there was a couple of good things to kind of take away from that. and. And so like, that was quite organic, that, like, you hadn't planned for that. Um, We'd planned it the day before. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of my light bulb moments in the middle of the night where I go, this sounds like a good idea, Sophie, let's make this happen tomorrow. So we did plan it, <laughs> just, just not months in advance. <laughs> but it was a session called How to Get the Best from My Boss, right? And basically all the team sat there, of two or three of the team, and all the staff in the room at the main event were allowed to go in and just basically ask anything you want. At the end, it was probably one of the most well-received sessions I've ever put on at any event, and it was off the cuff, but it don't need to be PowerPoints and professional and shit. You, you will be stunned as to what questions were being asked by the, the staff, right? Which goes along the lines of, what, what do you do when you're asking them to do something and he just doesn't respond? how many times are you allowed to, to tell him that you need something before like, he gets angry? And like, what, do, what do you do if uh, you're trying to get something out and you know there's a deadline and you're waiting for, Paul, you know, for, for the staff? What, what, are you allowed to go in his calendar and, and like, put stuff on? Are you allowed to, like, you know, if he hasn't got back to you, actually send the email out anywhere? And my team came back gobsmacked. Gobsmacked at how, how little confidence and how little just general, like, just fucking do it. Like, type of attitude that they didn't have. That they went from being six foot to 10 foot in how good they were feeling about really what we have got as a team, right? And I underestimate, I think, how bad it is sometimes for some businesses and the way that their staff are allowed to be trapped. Not intentionally, not intentionally, just because the business owner doesn't know another way and or doesn't recognize how fragile, and that's the key word, how fragile that person is that they're dealing with. That they de it took me and Amy four and a half years to get to the point where she shouts at me. I, I need it, I need it. Despite me, year after year going, tell me, shout at me, kick me ass. If I don't do it, do it wrong so it pisses me off so I don't do it again. That's the type of conversations that I have with her. And I have with Soph, if I haven't done it, fucking just send it out. Don't wait for me. What if I get it wrong? Who gives a shit? That's my fault. I'll learn the hard way. In fact, do it wrong so I do learn the hard way. That's how you empower the, the people around you. Rather than what they think and how they feel is though you're going to shout at them or you're going to come down on them or they're going to make a mistake. And half the time, they're desperate to get it right for you, which paralyzes them from making a mistake. But now they're living in fear. Because you come in and go, well, you should have just done it anyway. And they're like, yeah, but I wanted to protect you. But they won't say that. They'll mentally think that. And because nobody's having that conversation, and when you turn around and say, the best way to protect me is to do the fucking thing. You go, okay, because that's what my intention was from not doing it. Now you're having a real conversation about what the real problem is internally, much like with a patient. 
Everybody follow. You're not going to grow a business without people. And you're not going to grow a business unless people and you are on the same page. Much like with a patient who doesn't want physio, they want independence, mobility, and self-worth. Staff don't want to do tasks. Staff want to do very different things. They want to feel different things. They want to be spoken to differently. They need to be spoken to differently. And if you can get them aligned, you can get opportunities. Any opportunity I get to go for a drink with my staff, go to a restaurant, go for a meal, I'll find it. Sit in SeaWorld, go upside down on roller coasters, sit in a splash zone, whatever I have to do to get closer to them, to start finding out what's going on in their life, and they don't even know I'm doing it half the time. What's happening? How's life? What's going on? How's, how's so-and-so at home? How's this? How's the kids? How's whatever? What am I, I all, and I do give a shit. And all the time I'm trying to find information as to how I can potentially help. Is there a big storm coming down the way that's going to whack me? Because if it whacks me, if one, of, if one of my senior team has a, has a problem, it's not affecting me, it's affecting her. Because she's going to have to pick the shit up when it happens. That, that's your job. That becomes your job to grow a business. And I, I think that's more important, and, and I'm seeing it more and more because it's the journey that I'm on, that you're going to have to embrace it. Don't come here on your own, is, is pretty much what I'm saying. For fucking 100 quid in a travel lodge or whatever it's going to cost, or the train ticket, it's small fry in comparison to the lack of input, the lack of I want to help and I want to support and I want to... Whatever you spend on hotel fees or travel fees or even days out of the office, it will be nothing compared to getting an extra 30 or 40% out of your team. Rachel can tell you, Lisa can tell you, um, the, the feedback from sales bootcamp this year is the best we've ever had. And it's not so much to do with it, hopefully, that you know, the event's getting better, the teaching's getting better, which you know, probably is 10%. But the reason it was one of the best was because it was the most attended by staff. And for the first time, business owners, where we really felt it, were sending their staff. And we had teams of three and four people in that room who at the end came up to me and said some version of what, what Rachel's staff said, which was, we weren't sure, we didn't quite like you, didn't quite know, he makes us watch all these videos, but now I understand you, now I get you, I've seen your kids, I've seen Natalie, you're just a normal human being, aren't you? Yeah, like, I am. I might have wildly different views on a few things than most people, and I'm not saying come all the way to my fucking side of, like, view of life, but I'm saying don't stay there, because there's fucking nothing there for you. Like, it, it, the, the, the thing that you've been brought up with and the thing that you've been taught and the shit that you're watching on the news and the TV and the political shit that you're having to deal with on a daily basis is killing you. I'm, I'm nuts, right? I am. I, I'm such an extreme version of it that I'm not expecting people to come all this way. If you want to, it's a good life. But even if you just get a bit off it, you're going to be better. I promise you. But to get that way, you're going to have to have team. We got people coming up at the end going, and this was some of the phrases. When I get back there tomorrow, then prices are rising. I'm like, what? When I get that back, when I get back there tomorrow, I'm telling my boss we need to put fifty dollars on the on the price tomorrow. I'm like, this is different. This is a little different, because normally what happens is the boss comes up to me and goes, I'm raising my rates fifty dollars tomorrow, but I'm going to have to tell my team. How do I do it? After two fucking days on the stage where I'm exhausted exhausted to the point I can barely stand up. I have to start a new conversation with somebody about how now everything I've just taught them has to be relayed to their staff to get them to buy in. And I just go home at the end of the night and I'm just like, what a total waste of time that was. I feel like shit and it's a total waste of time. 
I went home on Monday or Sunday night last week thinking, this is it. You watch the Facebook group that you're all in right now. It's the most impactful event we've ever done, primarily because it was loaded with staff. Jason Clements put in the group, the, the, the staff are mad at the price that he's charging. Lift off, lift off. All four of them were there. None of them could relent. None of them can go and go, this is a swag, this is, this is whatever. Every one of them was bought into the whole thing. And the bit that somebody missed, I think it might have been you last night when you were trying to explain in a, in a good way. You were explaining last night why it was so good taking Katie to the event, right? And you were doing the same thing. And you said, she came back and she said this and she bought into everything. Tactically, yes. Strategically, the reason she bought into everything was missed by both of you. What is it? Social proof. Everybody else in the room buying in. 25 of the ladies who look just like her, buying in, all happy. She has a drink with them on the night. That's why we put the bar on. That's why it's, everything's fucking strategic. Nothing is made up, right? I don't want the big fucking Bible at the end of the night, but I want you all talking. I want you all getting to know each other, sharing ideas and yada yada. That's the best way to do it. Get martinis and whatever other shit you were drinking last night, as much down your neck as possible, so you all open up, right? And when you put the secretary's receptionist front desk together, and they go, hello, nice to meet you, where are you from? Oh, I'm from South Dakota, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Miami. Great, what's your boss like? Probably the same as yours, a pain in the ass. Great. Does she ask you to do loads of shit and watch Paul's videos? Yeah, what do you think? Well, I think he's a crank as well. Great, but, but yesterday he said something. And I, yeah, it's common sense, isn't it? And it's really simple when he explains it. And, and it kind of makes you feel like you're a bit thick for not realising it in the first place. And it's almost impossible not to go back and want to implement it in the business. Because after all, this is actually about the patients, isn't it? I just thought it was all about making money for my boss. Now I realise that actually the best thing that we can do for the patients is sell to them. Lift off. Don't you do it. Just let me take the shit. I have no emotional attachment to any of them, which is why I'm as brutal as I am. I don't care. Because I know it's the fastest way to get to where we need to be for growth, for progress. Not stagnation, not fighting, not frustration. Which is why I will say the best thing that can happen is some of them go, this is not for me. Rachel, this is not for me. If you want to go down this route, I'm not in. Let's agree an amicable exit so that you can replace somebody who does want to go to Orlando four times a year. Who does want to go to Universal Studios and chuck axes and do shit and whatever else you're up to <laughs> as part of a six monthly trip to, to America or whatever it is that you want to do, right? But this is, you, you're thinking now about how you're going to get the best out of your team, which is not to do with an ultrasound machine and it isn't to do with a clinical pathway. If it was that simple, geez. We'd all, we'd all be absolute in business. To be good clinically, his stuff, we have this joke between us all the time. Absolutely, 100%. When it comes to team and people and a business that goes past that, geez, there's, there's conversations that need to take place that not many people will have with you because not many people are doing it. So that's what I'm, I'm wanting to take this to. And that's my you know, next kind of 12, 18 months. Some of you have got the bug for America. Don't forget, there's nice tax-free trips to America whenever you want. It's the other, you know, the other bonus. These events go on in the US. Next year, we're in New Orleans, we're in LA, uh, and we're in Orlando. Pretty average cities, you know. Not, not, not cool places to go for the weekend, um, is, the, is the message I'm trying to say, that you can get to and come along with us. But we'll build this one up. And again, you know, if people hang around, you bring your team. Just trust me when I tell you, I, I'll put, I, I don't know what it is, but I'll figure it out. 
if you start bringing team, even if I get an email a week before Sophie and go, oh, there's 17 staff coming next week and I've got nothing prepared, I'll figure something out. I'll cancel the fucking clinic and I'll bring the staff in. I'll commit to you if you commit to me as we grow this business. I'll put anybody in front of you that you need to talk to. I'll give you my lawyers. He's asking me for lawyers, solicitors, anything you want. I'll give them to you. I'll let you in on the whole thing. See, the, see everything. So we all go up together. But you're not going to get there without people which means you're gonna to have to start to bring these people to your team. Them two are sat there right now doing jack. <laughs> <laughs> Typical day for one of them. <laughs> which one is it? It's a typical day for one of them. And, and, in, and what I mean in a real fun way, in a, in a real way, we could be sat, they could be sat downstairs right now talking to your team. He's how we do this. He's why cockpit's important. He's how we do the operations. He's how we deal with a crazy, wacky entrepreneur who has a bazillion ideas and no time to execute any of them. Micromanager yeah. was a big topic in the, in the breakout room. What did they ask? Did they ask if I micromanaged you? No, they, uh, no they're asking how they deal with uh, their, their boss that micromanages them. They can't even trust them to, to send an email without reading through every single response every day. It wasn't it? Yeah. What else? Um, yeah, um, there was, I remember what I was asking, what's the question? Um, That's about organising their time, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and about, um, being allowed to make decisions as well. Yeah. Like, they feel like they always have to ask for permission rather than... Yeah, it kept coming back to, to trust. So when, when you hear that, you think um, do, the, 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 the staff person thinks the boss doesn't trust me, but the reality is the boss doesn't trust themselves and being able to live with the consequences of the decision. There's your magic, right? If you understand that. People get, people get so uh, controlling in life, right? And I'll, I'll try not to go off on one, but I probably will. People get so controlling in life. You see it in relationships, right? In partnerships, marriages, partnerships. Husband or the wife is the controller in, in one of the things, right? That the husband can't do this because the wife is fearful of this, or the wife can't do this because the husband is fearful of this. And really what it does is it exposes the, 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 the person and their own insecurities, not so much bothered about what this person gets up to, it's that I don't think I could live my life if this person does this thing. What does it mean about me if this person goes out and does all these things, right? Even though there's no proof or no thought right now of anything going on if this person's out three times a week or whatever. They just want to go out and have a good time. This person's not bothered about them being out with the lads or the, or the girls. This person's bothered that they wouldn't know how to, how to cope. Their inability to trust themselves, and this is the key point, to be okay in spite of whatever goes on is actually the secret to success in your life. Does that make sense? You, you talk to anybody about anything that they're fearful of it's not the thing that they're worried about, it's the how will I cope as an individual if that happens. Not the th not, I'm not bothered about the thing. I'll deal with the fact that he or she did this, but I can't deal with the fact that I might be left on my own. So what it is, is you dig deeper, it's an inability to trust themselves that they'll be okay. When I realized that in life five years ago, again, there's so many pivotal points in my life where I was just like, magic happened, that whatever happens, I'll be all right. And then you realize that it's just a pattern that you 
are forced to live with because your parents don't understand it. Everybody around you doesn't understand it. The TV doesn't understand it. The news doesn't understand it. That we're all you know, having a conversation about these external things and actually the real problem is just me. And it's, if that happens, I'll be all right. I might not like it and it might not be my ideal, but I'm big enough and strong enough at this point in my life to deal with it. And I will. Whatever it is, I'll deal with it. I might not like it, but I know I'll be all right. And when I adopted that type of attitude, not just in life, not just in relationships, I've always had a wonderful relationship with Natalie, but it's even better because of that type of thinking. I'll be all right, and she'll be all right without me. She has to be. Otherwise, if she thinks she's not all right without me, she's locked up, she's controlled. She's controlled by not me, by herself, by an ego, by fear, by doubt. And the more that you communicate that and understand it, that that's actually the source of your problems, the more that you're free. The more that you're free to go, send the email. Who gives a shit? But it's got six spellings in. I'm not bothered. Send it. I haven't got time to check the spellings. Amy, are you sure? Just send it. Or I don't care. Send the same email again. Piss them off even more. Now it's a game. I'm not bothered. Whatever you want to say, reply and tell me. You'll make me laugh. But you won't make me feel insecure. Whatever the consequence is, you want to stop your membership? You want to do what? You want to stop coming to my clinic? You want to say bad things about me? I'll figure it out. Temporarily, it'll be a pain in the ass. But I know I'll figure it out. I've got to 38 years in my life and I'm still breathing. I'll be all right for another 38 years, whatever it chucks at me. Most likely. But if I don't have that attitude, then I will be a wreck. I will be frightened. I will not be able to stand here and say what I say to you all for worried about what you think about me. And if you've noticed, I, I say what I want. And I'm not bothered what you think about me, because it's not my issue, it's yours. It's your, it's your, you take it and do whatever you want with it. I don't need 31 people in here to like me. Hopefully respect, respect the fact that I have an opinion on the things that I firmly believe in and that I live by. You don't have to live by them, but you need to do your version of it to get your version of what you want for your life. But back to your staff, that's the problem. So the problem is not them. And this is the bit that I'm trying to get across to you. The, the bit, it's not their fault, it's not their issue. It's yours. When you understand that their issue comes through you because of your insecurities and your lack of trust in yourself and how you would cope if they fucked up the newspaper ads or they screwed up the Google ads or they screwed up the website or they didn't convert the phone, you think, oh my God, there's 500 pounds gone. How am I gonna cope? If that happens again, we're not gonna live, we're gonna lose our house. My wife's going to leave me. Kids are going to think I'm a loser. It's like, oh, fuck, this, I'm not going to pay back my debts. It doesn't get that far, but that's really what you start to think. Recognising all of this is the power, is the, is the key, is the, the success, is the... And it's not money, it's not property, it's not none of this shit. It's living your life every day secure, which is a challenge in and of itself. By design, you're not supposed to do it. Read up on it. You're not supposed to, to, to wake up every day feeling strong and secure. You're supposed to wake up every day frightened as shit, looking out the window for lions, bats, and fucking shit coming at you. You are. Don't laugh. You are. You are, by design, designed to do it. That's the way you go to bed at night alive, which is why, back to my point earlier, most people just survive in life. Most people are not happy and never will be and never know how to be happy because they won't rewire their thought processes. When you come out of the box, that's how most people are when they go back in the box. Literally. There's not an ounce of thought goes into how it works, how the brain 
operates, the belief pattern systems, thought processes, how you're following pretty much everything that's already in front of you that somebody else has done and thinking that you're successful because you got an extra fucking five grand salary than your mother or your father or whatever. It's just a slightly better version of something that wasn't that good in the first place, with respect. In terms of what is potentially there for you and what you could do if you do take some time to rewire it, stop worrying about things, stop having conversations with people who do bring you down, people who will constantly be negative, tell you that it can't be done, tell you that that's a risk, tell you that this is dangerous, tell you that whatever. That's where they want you to live. And I used to think that it was skepticism on the side of everybody's out to get you, right? I, I was taught by an Irish Catholic family that had it fucking hard, hard as shit. Two of them, two bedroom apartment above a chip and, uh, fish and chip shop with nine, right? I was taught by all nine of them, life's hard, everyone's out to get you, everyone's gonna screw you over, stick together, don't speak to anybody, don't trust anybody, other than anybody that doesn't have a name, goth, is out to get you. That's, that was my upbringing until I was about 18. That's their upbringing and that's still the way they are right now. And it's limited them so much in what they could have achieved, what they could have been, who they could have been, where they could have been. Everything was a problem. Lovely family, love them to bits, proud of them as shit, but I don't agree with that way of living. I was forced to for the first 18 to 20 years of my life till I found books, till I found videos, till I found mentors, coaching programs and people started to travel and I'm thinking, there's a bit more to this life than just sticking together and thinking that everybody's out to shaft me. Because they're not. Uh, you want to know why I know they're not out to get me? Because that would involve thinking about me. And they don't. Much like all I think about is me. All you think about is you. Even if it's about somebody else, it's through the context of you and how it affects you. How you feel about the situation. That's what your brain does. That's what it's designed to do. It makes you paranoid. It makes you think that everybody's thinking about you. And they're fucking not. They're thinking the exact same thing as you. What's everybody thinking about me? Am I good enough? Sound familiar? Or is that just me? Maybe I'm wrong. But all of that, all of that's gonna have to happen for you, know, for you guys to, to, to win, to be successful, be you know, not monetary successful, successful as in, yeah, I had the choice to do what I want today. I had the choice to feel the way I wanted to feel. That to me is success. Everything else, cars, money, flights, houses, whatever, it's, it's a byproduct of all of that stuff. Thank you for listening to Paul Goff's audio experience. If you're brand new to Paul's world, head on over to paulsmarketingbook.com where you can get started with his number one best-selling marketing book for physical therapists. Or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like what you hear and you think that you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice, Reach out to Paul's team at paul at paulgoff.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details over in today's show notes. All right, until next time, have a wonderful day.